Welcome to the Mindset Mama podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Crawford, your no BS, brutally honest mom friend who empowers you to become the most optimal version of yourself while navigating motherhood. I show up here week after week to give you a swift kick in the ass that you need to prioritize filling your cup so you can be a happier, more present mother. It's time to take radical responsibility for your life. Say goodbye to your excuses, open your mind, and let's get after it. Welcome back to the Mindset Mama podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. I am so grateful that you press play today. I am so excited to be back on the mic. I have missed podcasting so much, and I am so excited to share my birth stories with you. I originally was going to just record JJ's birth story, but I realized in doing that that my daughter's birth actually had a lot to do with how I approached my son's birth. So I figured I would include that too. So you guys get a little background on why I am the way I am and why I'm such a huge advocate for natural physiological birth. Okay, so back in 2020, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. My husband and I just got eloped literally two days before I found out that I was pregnant and we weren't trying to have a baby, but we weren't not trying, if that makes sense. Um, We were just kind of like, we'll see what happens when I get pregnant, I get pregnant, and I got pregnant. We were very fortunate to be blessed with a little baby. So I found out I was pregnant, and then I was like, oh, fuck. Like, my biggest fear I didn't even realize was giving birth. So I was like, holy shit, now I have to give birth. And I literally don't know anything about it. I don't know how to handle it. I'm so scared. It's going to hurt so bad. And I'm sure a lot of you have felt the same way because when we watch movies, when we watch TV, you just see a woman laying on a hospital bed on all fours, like kind of looking like she's having an exorcism, screaming at her husband under bright lights with a bunch of surgical masks around. And it's just a shit show. So I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So one of my friends, Jen, shout out to Jen if you're listening, (laughs) sent me the Business of Being Born documentary. She was like, you have to watch this. And I was like, all right, doing it. So I watched it with my, by myself. My husband wanted to watch it with me, but I couldn't wait to watch it. So I watched it by myself and then I watched it with my husband, which I highly recommend you do. So if you have your birth partner around, definitely watch the business of being born with them because we were both like red-pilled immediately. We were like, holy shit, this is crazy. So what the business of being born documentary is, is just really shining a light on what is really going on in hospitals when it comes to birth. So birth has just become a business. Think about it. Like we're mammals. We're supposed to just you, you just like how an animal would give birth, like we need to have like a dark room, like no one around that we don't feel safe with. Like I don't feel safe with a doctor. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like that's going to stop the birth from progressing in a way it's supposed to. And I learned a lot about through that documentary Pitocin and how it can really lead to a cascade of intervention. So like your body's working against itself. So it's not going to progress in the way that it's supposed to. 
just a just a bunch of stuff I learned. I'll I'll share in another podcast about how I prepare for a natural birth and how I got informed more, but this is just the basics of like where I was at in my headspace and I was like and I always knew I didn't want to have pain medication when I gave birth, even though I was terrified of it, because I am an extreme person, if you guys haven't <laughs> realized by now. And I just like to experience, I, I guess this isn't even extreme. This is like probably should be normalized in society, but it's not. I like to experience everything to its highest capacity. So, so in order to feel joy, you have to feel suffering at some point. Like you can't find true joy if you've never suffered. You just don't even know what joy is at that point. You're just living a neutral life. And that's, it's nice to like not feel pain because pain sucks and suffering sucks. But at the end of it, at the end of when you're suffering, you feel like an extreme joy that you wouldn't have felt if you didn't. So just think of a time in your life, like something you went through that was really hard. And now you look back and you're like, I'm so glad I went through this because now I can appreciate you know, this person, I can appreciate my body, my health, whatever it is. So I really wanted to experience it to its fullest level. And what I've learned through, you know, researching natural birth and everything is when you're drugged up, and if you want to get an epidural and you're like, well, we have this medicine and advancement, like, that's fine. You do, do you do you, okay? I'm not saying anything about you. I'm talking about my own experience and what I want to experience in life. So when you get a pain medication, like, or an epidural, whatever, you, when you have this baby, you can't fully experience the oxytocin that comes after. And I'm telling you guys, like, I could of run with both of my kids run through a fucking wall like I was like amped up I could have flipped a friggin Mack truck over I'm not (laughs) I'm not even exaggerating like I had so much like intense joy and like adrenaline I can't even explain it and um I'll just get into the birth stories and then I'll kind of explain like how that presented for me but this is where my headspace was at so I felt like I was you know, so informed. I knew everything that was going to happen. I was so prepared, blah, blah, blah. Like nothing can go wrong with this birth because I know what's going on. And my husband knows what's going on. You know, he just believes what I believe, which is every natural thing is like probably where we should lean into instead of leaning into like pharmaceutical drugs and all this other bullshit and listening to people outside of our own intuition and our own you know, internal guidance system, whatever. I thought I was on top of the world. I thought I fucking knew everything. Well, the universe was like, bitch, you got to learn a lesson. So (laughs) around 32 weeks, I went in for an ultrasound to check the baby's size. And this was a big mistake because I like, and with your first kid, you get scared. You don't know. So you want to do all the things that the doctor tells you, blah, blah, blah. So I go in to get, see how big she is, and the lady's clicking around a lot, the lady meaning the ultrasound tech, and she's like clicking around a lot, not really talking, and I'm like, okay, like what's going on, like is everything okay, and then she's like, I gotta get the doctor to look at this, 
I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I, I'm a very op- optimistic person and I'm like, nothing can go wrong with my baby. Nothing will be wrong. Like, everything's fine. They're probably just like, see something small and it's going to be fine. So then they're like, well, we got to send you to maternal fetal medicine at the hospital that I'm supposed to give birth at so they can do an ultrasound there because it looks like she's very small and she's in like the 12th percentile and um, we got to see if there's something wrong with her growth. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I didn't really think anything of it. I go to maternal fetal medicine on one of my lunch breaks from work because it was right down the street and not thinking anything of it. So my husband was at his job too. And so I go in, they're clicking around again, they're looking at these valves from my placenta, and they're, like, flashing blue, they're flashing red. I'm like, I don't know what it is, like, the oxygen or the blood or whatever. So they're clicking around, whatever, and then the doctor comes in. And I hate trigger warnings. I just seeing, like, a trigger warning and then the word that's supposed to, like, prevent you from being triggered triggers me. So I'm like, why? what was the point of even putting that trigger warning there? But if you're pregnant right now and you don't want to hear anything, like, super negative going wrong, nothing negative went wrong. It's just what the doctor told me. So just fast forward, like, a minute. So the doctor comes in and he's like, well, um, your placenta's not pumping efficiently. I mean, yeah to the baby, so the baby, that we think this is why the baby isn't growing, it's called interuterine growth restriction, IUGR, and we will have to induce you so the baby can grow better on the outside, and I was like, I don't want to be induced, and then he proceeds to go, well, think about it, I give birth, I help a hundred births a month, and it's only a one percent chance that it could, that the baby could be stillbirth, but that's one birth out of a month, that could be yours, obviously I fucking was like I was like petrified like sitting there like I couldn't move I was like what the fuck is happening and I couldn't even talk I couldn't even nod my head I just stared at him like I was just like in shock that he just fucking said that to me and that and obviously I was fucking scared I was terrified I was like I don't want my baby like I'm about to cry right now I was like I don't want my baby to like I just want to protect her at all costs like I'll do anything so I get in the car I call my husband I'm bawling my eyes out obviously and I told him what the doctor said to me and he was fucking pissed he was about to go kill this doctor and he was like don't listen to them like he's just trying to scare you remember like all that stuff we learned like they're just trying to scare you so you go through these interventions and I was like you don't understand I need to get this baby out I need to protect her like I need her in my arms so I know she's safe and if you're a mom you know exactly what I'm talking about so I was like freaking the fuck out I call my mom crying. My mom's like, oh, you got to get the baby out because she doesn't know all this stuff I've known. So <laughs> I was just dead set. I'm getting induced. Like I'm getting this baby out at 37 weeks. And the reason they said 37 weeks was because that's when the baby is uh, full term or whatever. So I go in at 37 weeks to the hospital. My husband's all pissed off (laughs) sitting there. He's like, this is bullshit. I can't believe they did this to you and they scared you like this. And I was like, I don't care. I was just sitting there. I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting this baby out. You don't understand. So we're sitting there. This um, nurse comes in to give me an IV. And I wish I educated myself on IVs because I wouldn't have fucking got one because it was in my arm for like two days. And this lady pricked me like, 10 times and then proceeds to look at my husband who has amazing veins and she's like 
oh, his veins are so nice. I could get that one so easily. And I'm like, okay, bitch, how can you not get mine? Like, I have nice veins too. It's not like I have like no veins popping out. Like, I'm pretty um, vascular, if you will. But anyways, I, that was the first annoyance. Then a midwife came in to check my cervix, which I didn't learn about beforehand that you didn't have to do that. So... I had a really bad experience with an IUD, like super traumatic experience. Like I got my IUD put in and then I was walking down the hall and I started puking and I passed out and had to go to the hospital. So yeah, very traumatic experience. So anything foreign in my body, that's not welcome. Like anything beyond my husband, really. (laughs) I freak out. Like if I get pap smears or anything like that, like I can't handle it. So this lady's like shoving her hand up my vajage and I'm literally crawling up the bed, like up onto the wall. Like I was like running away from her and she was still doing it. And I was like crying, whatever. And then she's like, you're three centimeters, like whatever. So then eventually my husband left the room to go get a coffee or something later on after this experience. And I was like, what the fuck was that to him? And a midwife came in and she was like did you have a sexual assault in the past like I noticed you were climbing up there and we need to know these things told her about the IUD thing whatever so that was another trauma of this time and then I was like I don't want the balloon to induce me because of that and yeah I don't want any foreign objects in me whatever so they're like all right let's give you side attack And I was like, okay, well, it's not Pitocin, which is like the only thing I learned about at this time. So it's probably fine. It's anything but Pitocin. And turns out I was reading before I had JJ, um, Anime's Guide to Childbirth. And in it, she talks all about how Cytotec is like so harmful to mothers and babies. And it's just awful. I'll get into it in another episode, but... Yeah, so here I am thinking I'm educated and informed. I'm fucking not. I should have had a duel. I should have had a lot more. (laughs) Um, But you know what? This experience taught me a lot and it's led led me to who I am today. So I am grateful for it. But just looking back, I'm just like cringe, 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 cringe. (laughs) So um, that happened. So then she said, okay, we'll do side attack, whatever. So you're going to take six pills over a 12-hour period. And if that doesn't work, then we'll have to do something else. And I was like, all right, noted. In my mind, I'm like, I'm manifesting. This is going to work. Like, I'm like, the power of your mind is so powerful. Like, I'm just going to focus. Like, it's going to happen through this. So it's two in the morning. I just had my fifth dose of this um, little pill and you just like put it in your lip like you're popping a molly <laughs> and so I'm like I, I take it I go back to sleep the nurse obviously gave it to me I'm not just like doing it on my own <laughs> and then I go back to sleep and then at five in the morning I woke up to an intense pain in my uterus really and I had no idea what it was I was like oh what the fuck? Like, I literally woke up like that, and I woke my husband up, who's the deepest sleeper ever. I'm like, Steve, Steve! <laughs> and he's like, what, 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 what's going on? And I'm like, you need to call the nurse. You need to call the nurse. I don't know. Like, I'm having really bad cramps. I'm scared. And I'm having contractions. I just didn't know what they were, and I was kind of, like, in a weird denial 
stage like I didn't think the baby was actually gonna be there because we were just like chilling in the hospital I don't know I was just in a weird headspace and I just woke up (laughs) so I'm freaking out I start chugging water because I'm like oh I've heard if you're super hydrated that cramps won't hurt as bad so I'm chugging that big ass thing of water that they give you And then I have another contraction. I puke it all up all over Steve. (laughs) And then the nurse is like, okay. Like, she was just, like, very, like, calm about it. And they checked to see if my water broke. It didn't. So I'm like, am I not in labor? Like, I didn't know any of these things. (laughs) Like, looking back, I thought it was hot shit. I was so informed, but I'm really not. And I still, I'm still not. So don't think I'm, like, I think I'm the know-all be-all because I'm definitely not. I have a lot to learn still, even after my second baby. So it's just funny looking back at how ignorant I was. But anyway, so my water didn't break. So I'm like, okay, I can't be in labor. Like, what's happening to me? And the nurse was just chilling. Like, she's like, all right, let's walk you down the hall to the labor area and, like, see what happens. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not in labor. Maybe they just maybe I'm just being a pussy. Like, I literally was thinking that. I'm like, I'm just being a pussy. So (laughs) we're walking down the hall and I'm having contractions. And I'm like, I'm just keep having like random pains. Like, this is what I'm thinking in my head. Because I was literally in denial that I was about to have a baby. So then I walk into the room and I'm like, I need to get in there. It was a birth tub. And they're like, um, let's go like in the shower first. And I don't think I could have even gone in the birth tub because it was like COVID times. I hate that saying, but they didn't let you go in the bathtub to birth your child. Like, so fucking stupid. Anyway, so (laughs) I go into the bathroom and they make me put a Johnny on and I didn't want a Johnny on. Like, all I wanted to do was run away, which is a primal instinct. Like, I just wanted to run out of the hospital. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. Like, this is what was going through my head. I literally wanted to plan my escape and run out into the parking lot onto like a piece of grass and birth my child like that's literally what was going through my head I'm not even trying to be funny so um they put the gurney the thing on whatever it's called the gown and I'm like I'm about to get in the shower and I'm like I'm gonna poop like I need to poop right now like get out of my way, I'm going to poop, and they're like, no, no, like, let's get in the shower, and I was like, I just ripped my, like, arm away from them, and I'm in the little bathroom in the birth room, and I just lift the, um, Johnny up, and I sit on the toilet, and I'm, like, trying to push, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck, (laughs) and they're like, no, 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 like, don't push, don't push, like, you could be pushing your baby against your cervix when it's not ready or something, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck, I have to poop, like, I, that's what it feels like when you're about to have a baby. It feels like you're going to take a massive shit. <laughs> well, not exactly, but kind of. Like, it has that, like, kind of feeling. So, um, yes. So, I'm trying to take shit or whatever. And then they're like, all right, let's go to the bed and check you. Let's just go to the bed and check you. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to shit in the bed, whatever. <laughs> like, so, I'm laying in the bed and they're like, oh, you're only five centimeters or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not even close. And at this point, I was literally in transition. I felt like I needed to give up. Like, I was having contractions in the bed. They made me lay down in the bed. I couldn't even walk around. I didn't even really want to, honestly. Like, I was in so much pain. I just wanted to, like, lay there. And Steve's like, you're doing great. Like, you can do great. 
And I told him all these things to tell me when I, I know I need to hear when I'm in pain or if I'm like working out and I need to push through, <laughs> which is just how I associate birth kind of. It's just like a huge mental and physical feat. So he's telling me all the things I want to hear. And I just look at him with puppy dog eyes and I'm like, I can't do this. I need an epidural. And then the nurse goes, it's too late for that, honey. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to die. Like, that's literally what I, I was like. This is the end for me. I'm going to die. That's how I felt. <laughs> and I was like, so I just surrendered, which is what you're supposed to do when you're going to ter- into labor in general, but it helps relax your body. So you're ready to push your baby. But when you go into transition and this, this is something that I did learn. So it's like when you're about to have the baby, basically your body it feels like you can't do it, do it anymore. Like you literally feel like you physically can't do it and you want to give up. And that's how I felt with JJ too. But you'll hear about that soon. So I'm like, I can't do this. And I just surrender. And I'm like, all right, whatever, I'm gonna die anyway. So (laughs) like, let, let it happen. And so right after that, Um, I thought I wasn't even going to have the baby like close to when this was because they said I was only five centimeters and I was like, I'm going to like poop or something. I felt like something was coming down again and they checked me and they're like, oh, it's time to push. The head's right there. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm just still in denial that I'm even having a baby too. So I, I'm like, fuck yeah. So I start pushing and the baby's like, I had the ring of fire or whatever. The baby's head was down. And then they're like, do you want to look at the head with a mirror? And I was like, no. Like, I didn't want to see what the fuck was going down down there. Some people do. So it helps some people. But I was like, no, no. I didn't want to see it. And they still, they're like, no, just look. I will help. And they put the mirror up. And I was like, I can't see shit. Like, I was in so much pain. I, like, didn't even want to look. And then they're like, no, you can't see that. And they're, like, joking around and shit. And I'm like, this isn't, just looking back, I'm like, I just should have been in a quiet place alone, like a normal mammal. Like, this is not normal. So if you had experience like this in a hospital and you're, you can't really put your finger on it, it's because we're not supposed to be giving birth like this. Like, people aren't supposed to be, like, chatting and, like, joking around. Like, yeah, if I'm, if I want to joke around, yeah, maybe, but I didn't at this point. You know what I mean? Like, it's whatever the mother wants. So I push the baby out, the head fucking hurt so bad, the ring of fire or whatever. And then I, her head was just like chilling out. And then I had to give another push. And once I pushed her, the rest of her body out, it felt so good. It felt like jelly and her body was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> explain it. Um, and she came out and I was like, and all the pain and all that instantly went away. And I just had like, a super huge rush of oxytocin 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 and I was just so like what the fuck and then the she they laid the baby on me and I was just looking at her and I'm like oh my god like this is the baby that's been inside me all along this is it was just the weirdest experience I was like holy shit like I literally just had a baby like this baby was growing inside me and obviously I knew a baby was growing inside me the whole time I was pregnant, but it's just so crazy when you just actually see the baby for the first time and you're like, wow, that actually just happened. And it's just, and your belly is kind of like empty feeling and 
It's just wild. And then right after that, I was just walking around like 20 minutes later. Well, hold on, let me back up a little bit. So I watched a video recently of Steve is really good about taking pictures and videos. I'm very proud of him because he usually doesn't do any of that stuff. But I was watching a video right after they laid her on me and they're like wiping her and putting all this shit and like flipping her around. And like, I should have just been holding my baby, but I was in shock. So I didn't even know any of this was going on really. And at the same time I had, so I, overall, this is all I care about when I listen to people's birth stories. So I'll just tell you this part too. (laughs) So I went into labor at five. I started, um, I had her at 6.38 a.m. So it was 5 a.m. to 6.38 a.m. And I pushed for 10 minutes. So that was that. And it was shift change because it was about to be 7 a.m. So like people were running in. They rushed me to do all this shit so they can like be done with their shift. And it was just like the worst time to have a baby (laughs) because... Everyone was rushing around. I was in shock still. I didn't know what was going on. Steve didn't know what was going on. And yeah, I I wish I had a doula looking back. But, you know, it is what it is. This is what happened. So I was watching the video and they're like flipping her around and stuff. And I'm like, I started crying. And I was like, this is not how it's supposed to be. Like, what the fuck? So then um, they all leave or whatever. And I'm just walking around the room on the phone with my mom. I, like, have my foot up on a chair. And the nurse comes in. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Just, like, walking around. The Steve was holding the baby. I was, you know, calling my mom. He was getting some skin time and, like, telling my family that I just had a baby. And, yeah, I felt great. I was walking around. I literally felt like I could have started doing some jumping jacks and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. I'll just end that part, that story there. So that was Natalie's birth story. When Natalie was like around eight months old, we were like, all right, I think life feels manageable now. Like, let's try for another baby. We have her birthday party. And then the next week, literally exactly a week later from her birthday, I take a test and find out that I'm pregnant. The second baby. So I was like, holy shit, I'm going to have two under two, whatever. So we had so many life changes going on during this time we were moving across the country when I'm like 30 weeks pregnant. It was a whole thing. If you haven't heard on any of my other episodes or through my Instagram or whatever. So we move across the country. We have so much shit going on and I have a toddler to take care of. I wasn't even really thinking about birth this time. I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I don't even know where I'm going to give birth, how it's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So I wasn't really preparing myself. So then we finally move here and we settle in and I'm like, okay, I need to start preparing myself mentally for this. So I got into hypnobirthing, which helped me so much in this birth, which I'll get into more in a different episode about how I prepare for a natural birth. So after my experience with Natalie, I really wanted to have a home birth. So when I moved here and even before, obviously, I was trying to find midwives to have a home birth and I found it was really difficult and come to find out that in Nebraska it is legal to have a home birth but it is illegal to have a CNM which is a certified nurse midwife which makes absolutely no sense to me because if you're going to allow home births like wouldn't you want people to attend them that are you know, trained medically in them. So if you have a home birth in Nebraska, you have to find a traditional midwife, which is very difficult. 
because it is literally like a witch hunt here. It is unreal. I really want to have someone on here to talk about it because I feel like not a lot of people know that you don't really fully have your own birth choice in America, which I think is ridiculous. We should all be able to have the births that we desire. And it is 2023. It is absolutely ridiculous that this is even a thing. And Nebraska is one of the few states that have this, but it was just a pain in the ass to try to find someone. I had to like get interviewed by people to see if I was like trying to, you know, hurt a midwife in some way, (laughs) like legally or something. And then once I passed the test, I had to like talk to these people or whatever. It was just too much of a pain in the ass. It was stressing me out more than it was helping me. So I was like, okay, let's, what's the next best thing? I'll find a birth center. So I found a birth center about 25 minutes away from where we live. And I had a really good experience with them with my prenatal care and everything. The mid, there's a team of midwives there and they really just always listened to me. And even when they were like, do you want to do a cervical check? And I was thinking about it or something. They'd be like, it's your body. You make the decision. Like I'm not pushing you in any way. They just made me feel very comfortable and very in control of my experience, which I really appreciated. And I really liked going there for my prenatal care. So when I was 20 weeks at home, I had an anatomy scan and my, I had a low-lying placenta. And when I was there, I just went to my regular OB that I went to with Natalie because I was like, I'm leaving you guys anyway. I'm not giving birth <laughs> here. So whatever, I'll just stay with what I know. So they were like, yeah, you're probably going to have to have a C-section because you have a low-lying placenta. And I was like really shaken up about it. Got into the fear shit again even though I knew better this time and I just kind of you know tried to sit with it for a while and let me feel my feelings about what they said to me and kind of clear the fear and I started researching a lot and it turns out this happens a lot and then the placenta ends up moving anyway so I didn't really have anything to worry about but I really didn't want to have any more ultrasounds but I kind of had to because I had a low-lying placenta. So at 32 weeks when I was already in Nebraska, so now I'm with the birth, the midwife team, they did an ultrasound. It was really quick. They were like, your placenta moved. Everything looks great. And you don't need another ultrasound. Whereas in Massachusetts, I feel like they pushed ultrasounds. And I was actually just talking to one of my friends who's about to have a baby in a couple of months. And she was saying they were measured her baby size and they need to do more ultrasounds and she didn't want to do them but she kind of felt pressured to and she's not going to go through with them but I just feel like in Massachusetts they just like because Boston and that whole area they're so medically advanced that it's actually kind of causing harm because they're trying to make everything so medical and it doesn't need to be So just like overdoing ultrasounds and all of that can really lead to a cascade of interventions as well. And I was aware of that. But still, I'm not, even though I'm aware, I'm not prone to, you know, not getting scared and having fear. So just not even going to a place like that in the first place is probably your best bet. Like a lot of people in the home birth community and stuff say, stay safe, stay home. (laughs) And it's so true, really. But anyways, I really did have a good experience with this birth center. So went there for my prenatal care. At around 37 weeks, I started having prodromal labor like every single day. And it's not so prodromal labor, 
labor is false labor and it doesn't feel like braxton hicks like i would tell my friends about it and they're like oh are you having braxton hicks and i'm like no this is like labor like this is this is a little more than braxton hicks but so the reason i told natalie's story with this one is because i never had a natural onset of labor i just went into straight intense labor and i was so scared that was going to happen again and or i was scared I was more scared that I wouldn't know that I was in labor because I knew I had those pills that made my labor more intense. I was, I don't know, I just didn't know what labor felt like. I was still in denial that I knew what contractions were like, blah, 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 blah. So I was timing my contractions. They'd be pretty consistent and then they'd fall off. And then every day it was like that. And I was like, eventually I was like, whatever. I'm just going to have the baby at home if I have the baby at home. I'm not going to time shit anymore. I was, like, so over it. So, uh, and another thing I want to mention. So, I was really stressed out about Natalie. Like, who's going to watch Natalie since we live in a place where we don't really know anyone? Luckily, my best friend from college lives right down the street, thankfully. So, we had her, too. But I was just stressed about the middle of the night. Like, what if I have the baby in the middle of the night and Natalie has nowhere to go? Or we have to bring her with us and, like, Steve can't really be with me because he has to be watching her. And another reason I like the birth center is because we could bring our daughter in with us. (laughs) But she's very um, active. So, Steve would have had to been with her, you know. And I feel like she would have, she might have been scared if she saw me, like, giving birth. (laughs) So, uh, and, like, being in pain or whatever. So, we had that, but I kept trying to manifest this, and it literally happened. I was like, my water is going to explode. Like, it's going to go everywhere. It's gonna, There's going to be no doubt in my mind that my water broke, because that was another fear I had. I was like, what if I don't know that my water broke? Because some people say there's, like, slowly leaks or whatever, and I, some people say they have a huge, like, explosion of water, and I was like, I want to have a huge explosion of water. I want to know that I'm in labor with no questions asked. Another thing I was trying to manifest was having the baby in the middle of the night so Natalie would be sleeping or be sleepy so if we brought her there we could lay her in the bed at the birth center which is like a queen size bed and this birth center they made it look like a literal master bedroom it was so beautiful (laughs) so she could just like sleep in the bed and I could still have Steve that was this is just the weird shit that was going through my mind and then one more thing was I wanted my mom to be there so I wanted my mom to be here to watch Natalie so she was coming on the 23rd and she literally got there (laughs) she got to our house and I started having contractions an hour later like it was insane so anyways so at 39 weeks I go in for an appointment sorry I'm jumping all over the place this is just the things that are popping up in my memory I hope everything makes sense to you So at 39 weeks, I go in for an appointment and I'm kind of waiting a little bit for the midwife and I'm in the waiting room and I'm kind of leaning over the side of the seat I was sitting in and I'm having a contraction and it was pretty intense. (laughs) So the midwife comes in and she's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It took so long. Like we've just been a little backed up and she's like, are you having a contraction? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, do you want me to check your cervix? And I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't really want to do that. I was like, can you even tell if I'm in labor if by checking? She's like, it doesn't really tell us much. Like, yeah, you could be three centimeters for two weeks. We just don't know. And she was like, if you want to, just let me know and we can go to a different room because the room we were in was just kind of the sitting room. 
And eventually I had another one and I was like, uh, yeah, let's check my cervix. I'm kind of curious. So she checked and I was three centimeters and she was like, yeah, you could have the baby tonight. You could have it in a week. We don't know. And she felt for the baby's head and she was like, oh, the baby seems to be sunny side up. And I was like, what's that mean? She was like, the face is facing your belly. And I was like, how can you even tell that by just feeling? And she said that when she grabs like kind of the baby, she could feel an indent. So it's like, she's like, that's like their nose and their cheeks like going back. Usually when the head's the other way, they can like feel like a solid head, which makes sense. So I was like, all right, what does that mean? The baby's not in a good position. And she was like, yeah, so this is what you can do. You can have sex. You can sit and wait for 20 minutes. Then you go do curb walking and then you do the miles circuit. So I was like, got it doing that. <laughs> so I went home. I started doing the mile circuit, which is, you can look it up. It's these three exercises that are 30 minutes long each and you do them all in a row. So it's 90 minutes long for the whole thing. It's boring as hell, but it really did work for me. I did that like every single day until he was born. So um, I did that and I did some curb walking. Every single day I would go for a walk in the indoor track because it was cold as hell. It was, like I said, when I went into labor, it was December 23rd. So it was cold. So I did the indoor walking. I did that a lot. And then me and my husband were like trying to have sex. This is like TMI. I don't care. The semen has prostaglandins in it. So that induces labor. So like when you get induced, you use prostaglandins. So that's what helps. So finally on December 23rd, we have sex. And this is important because I went into labor like right after. And that was like, I was 39 plus four or five or something. I forget. So a couple hours later, my mom arrives. <laughs> And then I start having contractions and I'm like, don't think anything of it because I've been having prodromal labor, but I start timing them. And then they were kind of getting a little more intense and close and consistent. So that was the biggest thing. So I'm just like, whatever. Natalie's playing with my mom and she falls asleep at 1045, which is so super late for her, but she was just so excited. My mom was here. And me and Steve go and lay in bed and he falls asleep and I'm still having contractions, but didn't really think anything of it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to call the midwife team. So I called the hospital and they paged the midwife. So then she calls me back and she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't feel like they're that intense though. And I was like, maybe I'm in denial. I don't know, but I just don't feel like I'm in like true labor right now. And she's like, do you want to come in? Like, I'll go in because she had to meet me from her house. She was she was the midwife that was on call for the birth center. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I was like, what do you think I should do? <laughs> and she was like, how about I call you back in a half hour and we'll see how you feel. And I was like, yeah, okay. That sounds good. Thank you for making the decision for me because I literally didn't know what to do. So that was at 10.50, I think. So then at 11.10, my water breaks. And she said she was going to call me back at 11.30. So at 11.10, my water breaks, like, erupts everywhere. <laughs> like, like I tried to manifest. It was, I was cracking up. I'm like, Steve, Steve, wake up. And like I said earlier, he's the deepest sleep driver. And he's like, what? What's happening? And I'm like, my water just broke. And he's like, 
what does that mean? And I'm like, we got to go to the hospital, dude. Like we got, so the birth center was attached to the hospital. So that's why I just keep saying the hospital, but we were really in a birth center. I go into the bathroom to try to clean myself up and I'm like, it's dripping everywhere. I'm like cracking up. I'm literally like kind of high. Like I felt like I just smoked a blunt or something. (laughs) I didn't, but I, I haven't smoked weed in like five years, but I felt like kind of like that giddy, like laughing, like I'm high. Yeah, so I'm, like, shaking. I'm shaking. I'm, like, having an adrenaline rush. It was crazy. And I'm, like, I can't believe this is happening. And I'm, like, Mom, my water just broke. Like, we got to leave. Sorry, you literally just got here. Like, hi, bye. So we... Oh, Julian just made the cutest little noise. (laughs) So we... He starts his truck. He's, like, get in the truck. I'll be right there. I'm just grabbing a couple things. The hospital bag was already packed, but... Steve just likes to make sure everything's in order before he leaves the house so everyone's safe or whatever. So I go in the truck, and then I haven't really had an intense contraction yet, but I'm sitting in the truck. It's still cold as hell. It's literally a single degree out. I can't remember if it was this day or if it was the day before, but there was a negative 45-degree wind chill. Like, it was cold as hell in Nebraska. (laughs) And I'm sitting in his truck, and it's still cold, and I'm having this contraction, and I'm all alone, and I'm just like, ah! what the fuck like yelling my neighbors probably heard it whatever and I'm like where the fuck is Steve so he gets in the truck and he's like where do I go because he's never been there before because I I just like doing my appointments in the morning and I don't really care if he's there or not so I just never make them when he was around so so then I'm like all giddy we're joking we're like laughing the whole way there I'm like I can't believe this is happening I was just like in such a good mood I felt like I was high like I said and then I'm like, hold on, babe, another one's coming. And he's like, you got this, babe. <laughs> like, we were just being so funny. So I'd ha- I had, like, three contractions while in his truck. And in between each one, I was fine, like, talking to him. And they were about, like, two and a half minutes apart or five minutes apart or something around there. We're just laughing and joking, and it was a fun time. And then we get there. He drops me off. And right before, so we're turning into the hospital and this car is going so fucking slow. Like, you know, when you just really got to turn, like you got to pee or something and get home and someone's just like moseying down the street and we're both like, move, I'm having a contraction. I'm like, somebody get this motherfucker off the road. Like, it was just funny now that looking back, but Steve is like flipping out and he never does. (laughs) So we pull in, he drops me off. The midwife meets me in the lobby and he goes to park his truck. And I'm having a contraction in the lobby. So the midwife just chills there with me while I do that. And then I have a couple more on my way up to the birth center. So then I'm in the birth center. I walk in and they're like, so they are the midwife and there's one nurse there. So they're like, do you want to go in the tub? And I just nodded. Like I couldn't even open my eyes. I think I had my eyes closed until he was born at this point. because I was just so in a primal state like my contractions were so intense that it was just I couldn't really focus on anything I couldn't talk I didn't want to answer questions I didn't want to look at anyone I just wanted to be in my body and that's what I did for most of the birth so we're in there I'm just standing up waiting for them to fill the tub and I lean over a chair and I'm having a contraction and I yell fuck me (laughs) well I'm having it and Steve walks in at that moment and he goes can't you tell she's from Boston (laughs) and the midwife just laughed and whatever and I was like oh my god this guy and I just want to be like can we not make jokes right now like I was just so trying to like 
I just wanted everything to be so quiet. And that's why I feel like through this experience too, like I literally want to free birth my next child. Like I don't even want anyone there. Like who knows if I even want Steve in there. I just kind of want to go into a corner just like how I felt with Natalie. Like I just wanted to like run outside and have the baby on a patch of grass. Like with this baby, I just wanted to be alone. You know what I mean? I didn't want to hear anything. I wanted it to be pitch black and I just wanted to give birth. Just like how like a feral cat would give birth under like someone's porch. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's just such a primal thing. So anyways, so I get in the birth tub. My first thing I did was I just went on my knees and I was leaning over the birth tub. So Steve was in front of me. (laughs) Fucking Steve. So I look I'm like having contractions. Steve's like, you're doing great, babe. You got this. Do you need anything? Blah, blah. Like just he's helping. So he was trying to help, but he was just talking so much and I just wanted to be like, stop. So I just look up at him. This is like the only time I looked up the whole time and I just see him <laughs> looking at me with a mask on and you don't have to wear masks in this hospital. Me and Steve are people are just like, no, just no. And, but he always likes to follow the rules. So I look up at him and I'm like, take your fucking mask off. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh sorry I didn't know what was going on and then I just went back <laughs> to give him birth <laughs> but that was just a funny little thing so anyways so I'm leaning over the tub and I keep having contractions and I'm like what the fuck uh, like it was just so hard it was so freaking hard and at this point I was like so mad at myself because not mad at myself but I just wish I went I was preparing for this birth. I wish I filled up my time with watching like actual difficult births because I was watching all of these Instagram accounts who have like supernatural births and like pain-free births. So that's just all I was consuming. And I'm just watching these women give birth at home with like smiles on their face. And that was not the case for me with this baby. That doesn't mean it wasn't an amazing, empowering experience. It was just freaking hard. And I feel like I wish I reminded myself that giving birth is hard and it's not going to be supernatural for everyone and it's not going to be like I'm not going to be pushing with a smile on my face that is not what this birth was so it was kind of a lot to process because I feel like it was so freaking intense I don't even there's just no other word to describe it so I'm still on all fours Steve's like Uh, can you check to see if she's dilated? Babe, why don't you check to see if you're dilated to whatever to see if you can push soon? Like, wouldn't that make you feel better? And I just kept shaking my head. No, 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 no. Like, nope. And then he looks at the midwife and he's like, because you could tell I was like in a lot of pain. (laughs) Like I was screaming. I lost my voice for a couple of days after I was screaming, like high pitched screams, like if anyone else was like coming in to get induced or something, they probably would have just been like, I don't know if I can do this if they heard me. Like I was just screaming. I didn't give a fuck. So I'm screaming and Steve's like all scared for me. (laughs) He knew knew I was in pain because I have a very high pain tolerance and pain tolerance doesn't really have anything to do with giving birth. But yeah, you could just tell I was struggling. And so I could tell the midwife didn't want to answer him and be like, no, she's not ready to push because she knew I was listening. And then, but I could like kind of see her at the corner of her eye, shake her head. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to use my mind and I'm going to get this baby to get out. (laughs) 
was like, so in my mind, I'm like, come on, baby, we got this. We can do this. Let's go. And I'm just trying to use my mind to get the baby to move down the birth canal. And then I go into transition. So I'm having the hardest time of my life right now. I'm, I remember this going through my head. Like I was like, she was checking the baby through a Doppler that can go in the water or whatever. And they were listening to the heartbeat and she was like 120, which I feel like is low for her heartbeat, but maybe it's fine for giving birth. But I was just like, oh, maybe the baby's like, I didn't want anything to be wrong with the baby. Like, don't get, don't get me wrong here. I wanted the baby to be healthy and safe, but I was like, maybe the, I'll go like a little under what it should be, but they'll still be safe, but they'll want to do a C-section so I can just get this out. I wanted to get the baby out. Like, I was just like so done with this. It was too intense for me, I felt. And I was just like, that was just like weird shit that goes through my head. I don't know if you guys have been giving birth and you have weird thoughts pop up but that was one of mine so I'm going through transition I look up at Steve with my sad puppy dog guys yet again like I did with Natalie and I was like I can't do this and I started whimpering like I wasn't crying I was just like <laughs> like that and he was like you're doing it you're doing it and I'm like no I'm not because like the baby wasn't like, I wasn't pushing. If I was pushing, I would have been fine. But it, just, like, the fact that I didn't know when it was going to be over was so difficult for me. But luckily, I did hypnobirthing, like I said before. And that really helped me when I was having contractions, being like, this is getting me closer to meeting my baby. Like, those are the thoughts that were coming up in my head. Something that was also awesome that happened while I was there, the nurse that was with me was also a doula so she would kept saying whenever I was having contractions she was like let that one go because they were so intense her just saying that to me really helped me relax and like actually let it go so I can rest in between because before that I was just like holding on to the the tension from the contraction and I wasn't really you know giving myself any time to rest so once she started saying that and helping me breathe that really really helped me so I'm in transition. I'm looking at Steve. I'm like, I can't do this. And he's like, you're doing it. And then they're like, how about you get into a different position? And I'm like, no, it hurts too bad. I kept saying it hurts too bad. And but what I really should have done is lean into the hurt because that is what <laughs> gets the baby getting down. You know what I mean? So I kept doing it and then nothing was happening. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to listen to them and like, whatever so there was two metal things on the birth tub so I put my feet up on that I put I put my back against the end of the um the tub and Steve was right behind me so I I reached around and grabbed his neck so from behind me and I kind of like pushed pushed myself up when I was having a contraction like I lifted my hips up and I was pushing against these metal bars that were at the top of the tub and right when I did that during a contraction I felt the head move down like I felt the head come really close and I just yell I I feel the head I feel the head and um it wasn't like coming out or anything but I could just feel it moving down so after that I was like fuck yeah I'm about to have this baby let's go <laughs> like this is almost done so I have like two contractions. I push him down a little more and then I could feel the ring of fire. And I was like, all right, this is about to go down. Like this was the part where my first birth, I was like, okay, like I know it's almost done. I know I can, I'm almost there. I can do this. And I finally felt like good. <laughs> and 
So his head moved down the birth canal. It felt like it was literally fucking huge. I was like, this baby's about to be 12 pounds. He wasn't. He was 7 pounds, 10 ounces. Anyway, so I'm pushing. I push like three times and he comes out. His body was... Like with Natalie, I just pushed her body out with one push. But with him, I had to push twice. And... I remember I was kind of waiting while his head was there to feel another contraction to push, but I was like, this is taking too long. I'm just going to push. So I pushed without against my body, which I knew could lead to tearing, which it did, but it was only a first degree tear and it, I didn't have to get stitches or anything. It was very, very minor, but I was like, whatever. I don't care if I tear. I just want this baby out. <laughs> and he came out and so he was in the water. The midwife picked him up and gave him to me. And I was just like, holy shit. I just kept saying, I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe that just happened. Like, whenever you give birth, it's just, like, such a crazy experience. Like, you're just chilling one day, wonder when the baby's going to be here. And then it's, like, this huge, intense experience. And then all of a sudden you have the baby that was inside of you for nine months on your chest. It's just crazy. And I was just holding him. I didn't even think to ch- So I didn't know the gender with JJ. So I didn't even think to go look yet. I was just like, oh, I'm so happy the baby's in my arms. And then um, the midwife was like, let's see what what the gender is. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So I looked and I was like, it's a boy. And I totally knew it was a boy this whole time. I felt intuitively a medium actually told me I was having a boy. And my husband's like, I can't believe it's a boy. And I'm like, are you serious, dude? He literally thought I was a girl this whole time. I All the old wives' tales said boy. Like, everything was boy. Boy, boy, boy. But I think he just wanted to be an all-girl dad. But Which is funny because when he, we found out we were having a girl with Natalie, he was, like, so stressed. <laughs> but now he just, like, loves being a girl dad. So, yeah, so JJ was born. Um, they got me out of the tub, brought me into the nice queen-size bed in there, and I just nursed him and slept with him in the bed. I didn't have anyone fucking telling me what to do with my baby. I got to co-sleep with him or bed share with him or and just do what I wanted to do. So that was very important to me. And we got to go home within 12 hours. That was another perk of the birth center. You get to go home after 12 hours if everything's okay, of course. And everything was. And then the next day... So I had him on Christmas. So I... Got to the hospital at 12.20, I remember, because I remember seeing it on the GPS. (laughs) And I ended up having the birth center, sorry. And I ended up giving birth to him at 1.26 a.m. on Christmas Eve. So it was pretty fast. So my water broke at like 11.10, and then I had him at 1.26 a.m. So that was was pretty quick. It felt like forever in the... while I was going through it, but it was pretty quick, and... A great experience. It was very empowering yet again and intense. So like I said before, like if you're planning on having a natural birth, you really got to plan for it. And I'm going to make a whole podcast on this. But like I said, I thought I was prepared and I wasn't yet again. I definitely could have done a ton more and I will be doing a ton more if I have another baby, which I probably will because I want all the babies. So yeah, if there's anything else you want to hear about birth or pregnancy or postpartum for me, let me know and I'll definitely do an episode on on it and I hope you guys enjoyed and learned something new maybe from this and maybe got a couple of laughs. 
But I love you guys. I'm so happy to be recording again. And I know you guys will love this new season because I'm stepping into my power and I'm just fucking sending it. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. I have a lot of amazing things coming up. I can't wait to share them with you. But I will be posting all of my episodes on Tuesday from now on. So you can subscribe so you don't miss any episodes or you can just pop in on Tuesdays and see what's going on in Mindset Mama world. And don't forget to fill your cup because you deserve it. You deserve to feel your best every single day so you can show up as the woman you have always desired to be. All right. See you next week.